Hey y'all, thanks again for joining us for another episode. We just wanted to say, welcome home. Awesome. So tonight we are talking about mysteries and spiritual growth. And one of the things that I love dearly is sometimes you have conversations about the word and like different things that God has done in your life and sharing like testimonies and interpretations. And then there's like just picking apart the word line by line. So tonight I I, want to talk about Ephesians 3, Um, mysteries, and and basically how the apostle Paul gains this revelation. I mean, for for generations, this mystery wasn't revealed, but until this moment with the apostle Paul, and he shares it. So I'm just gonna dive in. Let's read Ephesians three. Mm-hmm. Um, I might pick some scriptures out. I might read the whole thing. It's not that long, but I just want to camp out on some scriptures and some phrases yeah. that really just blew my mind. And I've been reading Ephesians three for like a month. Yeah, he's been stuck. On I, I don't. You know, you ever just get get to those places where like you're going to the Word, you're asking God to show you things, and He just brings you back to the same place. I know of this guy who takes six months to read one psalm. Mm. He reads it every single day. Um, or it's three months, something like that. But it's like, there's so, it took thousands of years for the Bible to be put together, right? Like there are times where you need to get through the word and you need to like, you need to get every piece of it and know it and be familiar. And then there are times when you need to meditate and camp out on things. So that's what Ephesians 3 has been to me over this past month. So let's talk about the God's mysteries being revealed and then spiritual growth. So I'm going to just read a little bit and then we'll stop. Um, Ephesians 3, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. It is awesome. And it really just, it blew my mind. So let's get into it. God's mysterious plan revealed. When I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. <laughs> I This tickles me because Paul is like saying like, God, the creator of all, took time, sat with Paul, I like to look at it like that, and revealed this thing that has been locked up as a mystery for so long, and it encourages me. And I firmly believe that there are things that nobody else will experience or know until we sit with God and allow him to reveal his mysteries to us. I believe everybody has a place to know something special from the Lord. And it it takes time to sit with God and and hear his voice and go through the word. So that's, that's where I see Paul is, right? As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophet. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited Mm. by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. All right, let's stop right there. That's, That's verse six. So that he basically, he's saying all of this, right? Like this has never been revealed before. God chose me to hear this mystery, to hear his mysterious plan about Jesus. And now I'm telling you, and, it, and, it's, and it's really these things. It's that 
God's chosen people, the Jews, are no different now than the Gentiles. So everyone who's not a Jew, Jews were regarded as God's chosen people. He, he decided to reveal himself through the Jewish people. Jesus was Jewish, right? And, and, and there was this kind of, this rite of passage of being a Jew that you're like God's chosen people. But what Paul is saying here is like, yes, that's true. But also these mysteries, God's plan isn't just for the Jews. The revelation of the, the, the revelation of who he is isn't just going to be through the Jews. It's also going to be through everybody else. And to me, like that, like knocks my socks off, right? So that's this first part. The second part is both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches hmm. inherited mm -hmm. by God's children. There are these riches, right, that, that I believe, yes, they're very much natural, they're very much material, but they're way more spiritual. Mm -hmm. They're way more <laughs> intangible, I think. To the, to the natural realm than they than they are to your spirit. What are these riches? Hmm. What are these things? Have you ever thought about that? Like, because I've heard about riches in the Bible a lot, but not only are they the material things, but what are some of the spiritual riches, right? Hmm. That God says we as his children get to inherit. There's a difference between like earning something and inheriting something, yeah, that's good. right? So like, I, I just, I camped out on it. Like, God, what are these riches, right? What are these things? that are a part of my inheritance. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about like God's riches and, and, and his inheritance for you and what that could be in this world that you live? I have not, but as, as you're, I mean, I have, but. Uh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> Clearly I have. Um, but the inheritance just stood out to me um, as you were talking, uh, just as I'm thinking about inheritance, like something that you just get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like something that, Sometimes people don't even know there's an inheritance ready for huh. them. And it's just like, it. I guess it hit me even more because I was just reading an article today about um, somebody, some celebrity who got written out of like an inheritance from their grandfather because, they, you know, some it, very long story short. But as I was reading it this morning, I remember being like, well, that's not fair. Like he he's his child, like he deserves the inheritance. And as you're saying, I'm thinking like we do have access. That's one of I know we didn't get there yet, but in verse 12, when it talks about boldly approaching, yeah, this great, like, oh, we're gonna get to that's that. part of the 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 right that we have, right? Like we're children of God, and so there's a right that we have, not an mm. entitlement right, but just by nature oh of being God. His children. Yeah, it's like we, we automatically now have the right to an inheritance of God in, in Christ and everything that you're saying. Like, yeah. yes, natural riches because everything in the earth is his, but also those other things like what's riches for, like me, like I, I'm not big about like having, you know, <laughs> we always, this is where we're different. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, whatever, I'm just fine with whatever I have, you know yeah. what I mean? As far as like material things, but, but what maybe riches for me might be peace of mind. Yeah. What may be riches for me, and I haven't done the breakdown of this, so I know that That's there's good. probably more there, but um, what may be riches for me might be like joy and a yeah. deep satisfaction yes. and contentment yes. 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 And, yes. and freedom from bondage. And so it's like, I, it's interesting that I talk about riches and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, what more could you need besides the inheritance? Right. And then there's just 
There's right. always more with him, right? Oh my god! We never arrive. We just keep like glory to glory, glory right? To glory and to I've glory. heard different different you know thoughts on glory to glory. Like there's only one transition to glory, or there's like this continuous transition. I'm I believe more of the continuous transition in glory than than just being one step. I'm in this glory and I'm in this glory. Um, but that being said, it really comes together at the end of verse six for me because it says both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings mm. because they belong to Christ Jesus. Now, I don't know where you're at on the blessing train, um, but it's nearly impossible to live a life for Christ without like knowing and understanding that blessings are a part of this package. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, this isn't a whole, I'm not talking solely material things, right? That's like maybe 10% of what actually is encompassed, I'm maybe even less. And blessing, because when you like Rochelle's talking about those deeper things, the, the the things of the spirit, like love, joy, peace, patience, like those types of things, there's richness in there that transcends everything. And I believe when we start to experience the blessings internally, mm -hmm. they begin to affect the blessings externally. Yeah. And here's the thing: we're promised these blessings. I don't know if you've walked through challenging times. I don't know if you felt like your joy has been stolen. I don't know if you've been down in the dumps. Um, <laughs> but there is access, not just access. There's a promise because mm -hmm. there's a difference between those two words of blessings. And here's why that promise is because they belong to Christ Jesus. Mm. Because you belong to Christ Jesus, because I belong to Christ Jesus. There are these blessings. There, there's this rich inheritance that's literally you can't even, and you'll we'll hear it as we go through. You can't even think about it, yeah, because it's so big. So let's move forward. I'm on verse seven. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving Him by spreading this good news. I gotta stop there. Hmm. It's like a heart check, right? Yeah. Because we do so many things for God, like right. every day. Yeah. We, we, we. Our occupations happen to be ministry. We do ministry, you know, in churches and through worship and things like that. Um, but like, there are times where I forget about the privilege mm -hmm. of serving, like Paul talks about here. Yeah, I've been given the privilege of serving him by spreading the good news. We all have the opportunity to spread the good news, to share the gospel. Yeah, you know, and it is a privilege. And I just, I, I'm reminding myself. You know, when sometimes it's hard, when, when, when it becomes mundane or, or when I look past those opportunities to, to maybe witness to somebody and not just witness in terms of like giving them a track or trying to convince them about Jesus, but simply witness to them by showing them who Jesus is, maybe through the kindness on my face hmm. or a smile or maybe paying for somebody something or or maybe it's directly looking at them and saying, hey, your life has a purpose. I don't know who you are, but I just feel like I need to tell you that. You know, like all these things I believe are the spreading of the good news. Mm -hmm. It's the gospel. When it's done with Christ at the epicenter, what comes out of you is going to be Christ. And how that's going to register in people, this is, oh my gosh, there's something about this person. There's a, there's a drawing that I have to them because they remind me of something that I need. And that's Jesus. That's Christ. That's God. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling Gentiles about the endless treasures, my God, hmm. 
available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all of this, this is another parking point, right? God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its mm. rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Think about that. This mystery with Jesus and choosing both Jews and Gentiles and the endless treasures, the, the, bless, the promise of blessing, this inheritance, right? All of these things, and I encourage you to read Ephesians 3 and really just marinate on it, but all of these things that were a secret for so long, mm. and Paul gets to share this, like, Paul's like, I got it. I know the mystery has been revealed to me. Here's what it is, and he's sharing this now. I can just see all these people just kind of on the edge of their seat listening to what Paul's saying. And he explains the mystery, and then he goes, he has the audacity to go here. God's purpose in all of this was to use the church, we are the church, mm -hmm. to display his wisdom, the wisdom of God, mm -hmm. in its rich variety, not just to the world, but all the unseen rulers and authorities mm -hmm. in the heavenly places. So what that means to me is as we unify more as yeah. the body of Christ, as I love my wife more, as we love our neighbors more, mm -hmm. as our community loves the entirety of our community more, as we love people in our church more, as our church loves other churches more, it is the revealing of the wisdom of God. Mm -hmm. Not only to other people, but to all, this is what it says here, to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Yeah. Bible talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, spiritual weakness, high places, so on and so forth. And as we do what we do as the body of Christ, as we become more of the church, not the building of the church, but the people of the church, the people of God, it is revealing to them like mm -hmm. God's wisdom. Have you ever been around somebody that just manages something so well, you're like, man, that is a wise guy. Yeah. Or maybe like somebody that's older than you that that just has a way about life that's so intriguing and they've like, they figured out a way to do it. Like I used to have a good time with my friends and we used to like, just look at the way that people would do things. Like my friend, his dad, like he would have this routine in the morning. Like mm -hmm. he would take a tablespoon of olive mm -hmm. oil every morning just to make sure that he was and like olive oil. But he was a really healthy guy. And it's like, man, that is so wise just to do little mm. things like that. And you admire it and you learn more about it. And think about this. Us as the church, as we become more of the church, we're revealing God's, the variety of who he is. And then we're also living that out to the unseen realm. I mean, yeah. this knocks my socks off. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it really does. Um, but I really want to get to 12 because that's a, that's a powerful thing that I'd like to understand more and I want to hear from you about it um so that's verse 10 verse 11 this was his eternal plan which was carried through Christ Jesus our Lord what's up Dominique? Dominique hi because Christ because of Christ our faith in him we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence yeah so please don't lose heart because of my trials here I'm suffering for you so you should feel honored <laughs> But verse 12, <laughs> that's great. we got to talk about that. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. What does that mm -hmm. mean? Before we get there, I want to backtrack a little bit. Yeah. He was talking about how like the church and we're, we're supposed to, I'm going to butcher some of what you said, but we're supposed to be the example. And you kind of touched on back into like 
um, you know, the the scripture that talks about loving each other. Yeah, right? John 17. Other and I was reading um, something today, and it was it was kind of breaking down like love your neighbor as yourself, oh, right? And I know there's so many different like breakdowns of that and and what that really means. But as I read it today, I was thinking like loving your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And when we talk about the church being unified and the church being the example and like how do I really love other people? How do I really extend that? And I just as I was reading, I was like love as yourself, and mm. I was thinking like. Anybody watching now or or even you can answer or whatever, you ever like really struggled in maybe some seasons of like really loving other people well? And in those seasons, you can probably clearly remember that you yourself was really struggling with something, right? Yep. And how like it's hard for me to love. It's not just about loving others like well. Mm. It's like really looking at loving others as myself. If I'm not loving myself... Right. If I don't love myself the way God sees me, of course I'm not going to love other people well. Because the only measure that I have to love somebody else is how as as I love myself. Wow. Right? And so if I am if I don't see talking about boldly going to God verse yeah. 12, boldly and and being confidently in him. If I don't have a boldness and a confidence in the Lord and I'm not saying this from like just reading a scripture like I'm speaking this from like this having been something that like I really had to overcome through like a lot of hard work. Like I had to really work at this throughout my life and like really loving who I am in the Lord and then love and and that allowed me to it has allowed me to love other people rightly. Yeah. And I um I heard somebody say the other day, when I fix me, I fix us. Right. And so when I this isn't like a self-help or like a Cheryl. What's up, Cheryl? We got Cheryl and Gigi's coming through and strong. Gigi, hello. So, um, it, what, it's not like a self-help or like a, a self-love message, but it's more like a, okay, recognizing Christ in me yeah. and who I am in Christ. And when... <laughs> I love myself, but some people are difficult. difficult. But um, and I, I totally get that. But when I can, when I can really, when I can really see myself the way that God created me, then I don't have to like. It becomes easier and easier and easier to push through insecurities to then to not allow that to not let me love other people. I can push through, you know, I don't have to bow to jealousy or envy to other people. What's up, Miss Ayo? What's up? Um, I don't have to bow to disruption in relationships and disunity. Like, man, had I known then what I know now, that everything is found in the Word and everything is found in loving yeah. God with all my heart and everything is found in then also taking that love that I have and then and fixing me. And when I can mm. fix me, I wish I I made this phrase up, but I, I can't steal it. I heard it from somebody else. But when I fix me, I fix us. And if we, I believe, as the church, as members of the body, if we can start fixing us, yeah. allowing God to fix us, then we can eliminate all the stuff with each other. Yeah. And then when that's gone, then we can really go the out into the stuff. world and witness and minister yeah, and make disciples good. because we we're we're taking care of it 
in here. It's it's we're taking yeah. care of it with you know one another. Like I'm sure we've all heard this example and that that little pinky toe that seems meaningless and I could live without. Right. But when I stub that toe or when that little pinky toe that is it's hurt there. like it's like your whole body your whole body can recognize that pain. Your whole body mm. responds to that pain. Your whole body is fully aware that this That's pinky toe is in pain. And so when I can stop what I'm doing and attend to that pain or attend to that hurt, and then I can fix that, then I fix us, and then I can go out and do, you know, I know that's a pretty trivial response, but, um, you know, just for what it's worth, I know I'm probably talking in circles trying to get my point out, no, but... Um, it's a straight line <laughs> right there. It's a straight line. <laughs> but um, really, when, when we think about, like, loving others yeah. and being the body and, and being the church representing Christ to each other, we have to do the hard work, the heart work, and sit with the Lord yeah. and work on ourselves and work on our hearts, not be obsessed with ourselves. This isn't like a, a like a, yeah. pay, I have a, pay I all have the attention to myself. I have such a Okay, this isn't an obsession, an, an obsession with self, but it is a call to say like, hey, What's going on in me that yeah. may be holding me back from being one with the body, one with what Christ is doing, and um, you know. That's so good, and and like I, we keep kind of returning to this theme of like love, but we 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 talked on a, on a podcast before about like the greatest investment, right? Love God with all your heart, then love others. And it's that directional shift. And I mean, in John 17, the unity in the church, it, it all it all comes down to this point, the work, right? Really, the, the hard work mm-hmm. isn't in trying. It, it's not in trying to fix your neighbor. It's it's in trying to fix yourself mm-hmm. before the Lord. Um, if we can do that, you know, I, I got and I was convicted as you're talking, right? Because I saw some, I saw something somewhere. I've been seeing this over and over and over and over again, right? And it's like self-care, soul care. I'm like, oh, that's good. You know, first, like maybe 20 times I heard it, mm-hmm. right? And then again, self-care, soul care. And fine, I saw it come up the other day. And I'm like, what is all this self-care about? <laughs> like, like we need to go and be doing something. We need to be going and digging wells, you know? We need to, we need to be reaching people on the streets. Like, we need to be rescuing orphans and, and stopping human trafficking and like yes all these things very true very true very true but like as you were talking it's like I judge that self care thing harshly not even knowing yeah. what it was about because of what I thought it may be about but really like if, if we don't do the work in here yeah then there's no way we can yeah. do the work out there yeah I can't love you well <laughs> If I'm not in a rhythm of, of bringing myself to the Lord, yeah. receiving his love, which yes. it's, it's here, it's in this, it's in Ephesians three, receiving his love, yeah. having his perspective of myself. Like, think about that for a second. When's the last time you sat with the Lord in prayer and worship, whatever, however it is you do your relationship with him. When's the last time you sat with him and you've asked him like, God, give me your eyes mm. for how you see me. Yeah, that's good. And it's it's a rhythm. It's exactly it what you said. A it's a rhythm, like here to here, and then here to here. And I'm just gonna make two more points, and I'm gonna jump back in this. But um, 
well, no, you're right. Sometimes it is so much easier or love people from afar. Um, and I think what helps even with that is like even those relationships that maybe we're not ready or it would be unhealthy to have like right here in our day-to-day lives, like again, that rhythm allows us, I think, to like be able to love them from afar yeah. without having to like without all the stuff yeah. in between, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we were we're good. going through a, a unity um study at work for small groups and um two weeks ago we were talking about the verse that talks about the log and the speck right and i've always read it like you know you're worried about a speck in someone else's eye you got a log in your own i've always read it like oh i've got what what i have is so much bigger i need to be worried about my own big stuff instead of worrying about their stuff but for some reason as i read it that day i it's almost like i had a vision of like what would it be like to have a log in my eye and I just heard the word um, like like an obstructed view, yeah. like your view is obstructed. And I then I read it again. I'm like, man, it's not just like my stuff is bigger and their stuff is smaller. It's more so like, how can I even see what you have when I'm looking through a log in my right. vision? You can't. I can't because my yeah. vision is blurred. My vision is obstructed. Yeah. And so I started thinking like, it's not even just that 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 person has a speck, but if my vision is obstructed. Then I'm 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 maybe I'm not even seeing rightly what I right. think is your what issue. What you think is your issue? Maybe right. what I think is your issue is actually not your issue at all. But, <laughs> but because mine. I have a log in my eye and I can't right. even clearly see through, right. how do I even know that what I think is your issue is? You know what I mean? I say all that to say, yeah. when we have the rhythm, even when somebody has an issue, we're able to focus less on the issue and more on the person yeah. and more of giving way to like God I. You know, you have the final say. You see what's happening. You're just God. You're gonna work it out. Whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. So, anyways, um, can I tag one little thing? You on better this? tag it. This has nothing to do with Ephesians three, but um, when you talked about like just knowing who we are, I just I, I wrote this down earlier because I felt like I may want to share this tonight. Didn't know how this was gonna tie in, but I'm gonna take my liberties right now because um, we're talking about like what we're made of, right? And like. Yes. Um, you you said something that I felt like I could tie. Yeah, tie. Oh, oh, you were saying when's the last time you spent uh, time with God? Yes. And said, God, you know how, Give do, me your how do you see me? How Give do me you perspective, see me? Right. And so I just titled this ingredients. Can you see this? Who, who are you showing right now? Oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> I could have figured out. Can you guys see this? Oh, oh no. I can't figure out the camera. Oh my god. It, the moment has passed. I'll just, I'll just read it to you. It's all bad. Can we? Can we, we chop like, that out? Chop that out. Oh okay. I'm not embarrassed. I know who I am. Yes, you are. <laughs> okay. So I wrote this down. Ingredients, right? So I'm watching this show earlier today. I found this really funny, like mindless sitcom, which I love. And so I was watching this, and um, anyways. So the the store owner is talking to this customer, and the customer has this bottle of sauce in his hand. He's like, "Is there garlic in here? Because I can't eat garlic." And the store owner is like reading the ingredients. He's like, "There's no garlic in here." And they're going back and forth. And the guy's like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" And he's like, "There's no garlic." And then the guy says, "Well, does it say no garlic on the bottle?" And the guy's like, "No, that's not how ingredients work. They only say what's in there. It yeah. doesn't say what's not in there." Yeah. And I immediately was like, 
whoa, like you ever watching something and, and like you just get away and you're like, whoa. So I pause it and I take out my phone. And so I'm just going to read what read I wrote. It. And it said, it made me think, um, when we talk about our makeup, what makes us who we are, our DNA, our substance, we should be defined by what is in us and not what's not mm-hmm. in us. We tend to look for that in our labels of ourselves and each other. We tend to see what we don't have when really God is only looking at what we do have. Let's stop being defined by what we are not and start focusing on what we are. That's good. So well, that's good. sit with the Lord and figure out what you're made of. Yeah, that's so good. And I mean, it's perfect it, to go into the, the last part of this scripture, which is about spiritual growth. Um, and I totally bypassed that verse 12. Sorry, but sit with it's that. In like there. Approaching it's in boldly. there. Yeah, okay. it's in there. Um, but it, it just, it, it, it goes right into this piece because you talked about like, this 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 exchange of living yeah is a is an ebb and is a flow yes it's a going it out and it's a coming in it's mm-hmm. a rhythm is what you said of, of sitting with the lord yeah everything that's alive i think in this world there's a rhythm mm-hmm. breathing right yeah we let it out we breathe it in if you think about it, if you've ever been to the ocean and you sit you sit in the sand yes. and the and the water goes out yeah and the waves come back in even down to the beating of your heart, there's a beat. There's a there's a pump and there's a peak. If you look at whatever that machine is that measures your heart rate, mm-hmm. there's a peak and then there's a valley and then there's a peak and then there's a valley. You know you don't get hung up on the peaks. You don't get hung up on the valleys. That's good. It's just one steady motion of really good. being alive, yeah. being in motion. Mm-hmm. So those rhythms, no matter what those rhythms are, mm-hmm. if there's a rhythm established with the Lord, you're growing. Yeah. You have spiritual growth. You're alive. You're alive in him. <laughs> and when you're in that rhythm, he can bring things up. Mm-hmm. He knows, my son, my daughter, they're going to sit with me today. They're going to be with me today. Yeah. And we're going to handle family business today. Yeah. I'm going to encourage them today. So Paul has a really incredible piece here on spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And it's worth the full read. It's just a few verses. Um, I'm going to read the full thing. Yeah. And then... That's good. Seven verses. I'm going to read these seven verses, and then we're going to talk about some key takeaways in it. Yeah. Because um, there's so much here. Oh. Paul's prayer for spiritual growth. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. Mm-hmm. We could just stop right there. <laughs> when you think about God, does, does who he is, does he bring yeah. you to your wow. knees? And, and cause problem. you to pray. When I think of all of this, Paul says, I fall to my knees. Hmm. Think about the things in life that bring you to your knees. The emotional impact that those things have to have to bring you to that place of being on your knees. Yeah. God is that big. Yeah. God is that real. God is that deserving of that emotional investment of your life. To be just moved with him, however you do. If it's tears, if it's laughter, if it's if it's your heart breaking for something that breaks God's heart. If it's being on your knees, mm. like that type of connectivity to the Lord, that's how we're called to live as Christians, that deep, that real. Mm. When I think of all this, I fall on my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots They'll grow down deep into God's love and you will be kept strong. And may you have the power to understand 
as all God's people should, Hmm. how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you'll be able to be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus for all generations. Two things really that that just drive me. There's many, but I'm just going to pull two for the sake of our time together today. That unlimited resource that empowers us in our spirit, there is a well Mm. of power. It is beyond nuclear power, atomic power, universal power. It's beyond the power of the sun. It's above any voltage, any Mm. amperage, any decibel level. This power that we have, it's infused deeply and it's from a place of spiritual maturity and growth. And it comes only through the spirit of Christ because he makes his home Hmm. in our hearts when we trust him christ literally and we we talked about this some time ago love love the lord it's in the uh, spiritual investment podcast right like love the lord god and the breakdowns of what we meant with like the heart or what what the scripture actually means with the heart and it's like the center of your being Hmm. physically and spiritually Christ, I believe this in the interpretation of scripture, Christ will make his home there. Inside of you (laughs) is the most powerful force that has ever existed on the planet in the universe and will ever exist. And and it's home, his home is your heart. Jesus, your roots will grow down deep into God's love. And then there's this piece that I just wanna make a comment on. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. You have the power. It says not fully, but you have the power to understand how high, how deep, how wide his love is. Like that, you can begin to comprehend what that really means. As you take time to sit with God and ask him for his perspective. Know that the scripture here tells you every believer should and has the ability to understand how massive that love is. And our prayer for you, as you get quiet before the Lord, as you sit with him, Hmm. that you would experience the dimensions of his love that further show you who you are in him. And you can come to the realization that Christ has a home and his home isn't just in heaven, seated on a throne, but it's in your heart. Yeah. I mean, the scripture's right there. He makes his home, his dwelling place in your heart. And I don't know about you, but when you walk into people's spaces, when you get around people, when you go into people's houses, like you can, you know who they are. Yeah. You know the types of people they are. Well, if Christ's home is in you and you get around people, who you represent, who is making their home in you is going to start to affect those who are around you. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you should, everywhere you go as a Christian, man, you should be the most desirable person on the planet, mm-hmm. the most loving person. He did not coming to judge or condemn, but to bring life. 
to the world. Yes, as Christians, I know we've, we've got to judge the fruit and all that stuff. But as far as like people, what people really need, in my opinion, in this world is they need to see a living Jesus. Holy fire. <laughs> they need to see a living Jesus through you. Yeah. They need to see compassion. They need to see kindness. They need to see a boldness and a braveness. Somebody that's not willing to bend and bow to yeah. the truths of yes. this world. Amen. But they need to see his loving eyes in your eyes. They need to see him in you. And they can because his home is your heart. His loving eyes in your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great song. song. It could be a great song. You should should work on that one. Um, So that's that's kind of what I pulled out about the the depth of spiritual growth, uh, as Paul would write in Ephesians 3. Do you have anything to add? No, it was... um, that's all good. It's so good. That's all good. That's that's good. <laughs> well, let me let me just pray this over you guys, and then we'll wrap up tonight. Um, and it's literally this is Paul's prayer, Ephesians three, and I'm going to read nineteen and pray it over you. May you experience the love of Christ. And in eighteen, it says, "How wide, how long, how high, and how deep that love is." Though it's too great to understand fully, you can still understand pieces. You can still understand it, I think, in in the ways that we can as being here on earth. And when we're in heaven, we'll know more fully. But my prayer for you is that you would understand this love now. Hmm. And that love will make you complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Love is such a big deal. Man, and we pray this over you, and we hope that you're blessed. We hope that something kind of just tugs on your heart as you listen to this, and as you're with us tonight, um, that God is outrageously in love with you. And, and he's not an oppressive person. He's a guy that's just madly in love. Jesus is in love with you from the perspective of the bride to the bridegroom. God is in love with you as a father. And that would do anything he would to get you, to love you, to show you, to reveal to you his love. There is so much love in this relationship with God.